Welcome to this special broadcast from the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay and their Christmas program, Christmas with the Master Chorale. I'm Russell Gant. I'm here with the artistic director of the Master Chorale, uh, Brett Carlin. Welcome. Thank you, Russell. It's and great to be here. You're brand new to town, brand, brand new uh, appointed as the new artistic director. I so, am. So how do you like it so far? Uh, it's fantastic. I used to live here in Tampa a few years back. Around six years ago, I received a master's degree, so a graduate degree from the University of South Florida School of Music and Choral mm-hmm. Conducting. And at that point, I was actually the assistant conducter of the Master Crowd of Tampa Bay for about three seasons. Then I uh, was appointed as the new artistic director of the Master Crowd South Florida, a position I've been in now for six seasons, and was fortunate enough to get the gig. So I'm back here in Tampa and maintaining dual residency in Fort Lauderdale and the Channelside area and loving it. This program opens with a, a wonderful collection of familiar Christmas music. What, what do we have first? So essentially the first 10 minutes or so of the program was designed to be a Christmas overture and something very different than what you might expect at like a holiday pops concert. So when the program begins at our live performance, all of the lights in the church, which was first present downtown St. Pete, came down immediately. And what you'll hear is a cacophony of bells that are started by the organist, Timothy Brumfield. All of these chimes, which seem to initiate some sort of service, some sort of ritual, some sort of um, something more special than just a concert. The bells then slow, and we hear three Gs rung, and then an open fifth drone in the pedals of the organ. And the first vocal sound you hear is centuries old. It's the original plain chant, Adeste Fideles, that then becomes the well-known Christmas carol, O Come All Ye Faithful. So what I was trying to establish was Death Valley and Satellite Peak in energy, dynamic, and kind of ritualistic difference. So what you'll first hear is a small group of men chanting from the back of First Pres in St. Pete. And then slowly that then develops into this huge brass energetic something centuries flash forward um, introduction that then leads, of course, into the chorale's thrilling sing-through of O Come All You Faithful.
the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay, conducted by Brett Carlin, with Timothy Brumfield playing the organ and a wonderful brass ensemble, starting with that plain chant, Odeste Fideles, leading into O Come All You Faithful, then Angels We Have Heard on High, and Hark the Herald Angels Sing. The opening works on this concert, Christmas with the Master Chorale on Classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9. I'm Russell Gant. I'm here with Brett Carlin, the, the, the artistic director of the Master Chorale. Uh, from uh, those uh, wonderful moments where, as you described, like you're in a part of a ritual and you're in a, in a wonderful space, we now kind of move into the season of Christmas and the, the, the season of winter. Exactly right. What we tried to design was a program that had, well, a program that was designed like a stained glass window. And each individual pane represents something different about Christmas time. So the kind of first little pane in this stained glass window was to initiate some sort of ritual, some sort of rite, and create a, a generally kind of a sacred place. Then as we move into the second set of music, we want it to feel a little bit more concertized. So now we move to this repertoire that celebrates more generally the season and feels less like a ritual. The first tune in this set is Midwinter by Bob Chilcott, and the text is by Christina Rossetti, a beautiful, beautiful poet. It is one of the absolute most beautiful Christmas tunes I have ever heard. And as you're listening to the piece, I invite you to listen to the harp and piano accompaniment that begins the tune and then returns later. It's this little arpeggiation in an inversion, and what it's meant to imply or what it's meant to remind us of is snow lightly falling on the ground and collecting as then the musical textures layer and become thicker and thicker as brass quintet joins us and chorus joins us as well.
Two works from the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay, conducted by Brett Carlin. We heard Midwinter, a relatively new work from Bob Chilcott. And then music from one of the probably the most prolific Christmas composers, John Rutter, the English choral composer, his Candlelight Carol. Can you go through a Christmas season without singing John Rutter? Absolutely not. It's illegal. It's illegal. A hundred percent for choral conductors. When you get your card, there's a bullet list of obligations and agreements that you make. And one is in the months of November and December, you can perform no less than five John Rutter tunes. <laughs> there you go. That and Sir David Wilcox with the, Absolutely. With the collection that they put oh, together. Oh, my. It's perfect music. It just is. It is. It really is. And it's great for this time of year. This special program on Classical WSMR, uh, thanks to your support, uh, this Christmas Concert with the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay. With me is Brett Carlin, the uh, new uh, artistic director of the ensemble. So now we're going to actually uh, take a break from the Master Chorale itself, and here's some of perhaps future members of the ensemble. Most definitely. Um, part of the idea in creating this Christmas program with the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay is, of course, creating an environment and a concert experience that is nostalgic, that reminds us of a time when Christmas was something quite special and not just a busy month for every single individual. So I thought that it would be a beautiful idea to invite Lumina Youth Choirs, an extraordinary organization that's led by their artistic director, Dia McReynolds. And there is something unique about inviting two choruses that brings a youthful energy, an excitement, and hearkens for adult audience members back to a time when they were kids and they were awaiting Christmas Day and couldn't quite sleep Christmas Eve. And there is something about having a youthful energy on a choral Christmas concert that is just the best, that's just special and adds so much, and particularly this group of sophisticated young musicians. It's uh, yeah, essential, we hear from uh, young people, especially this time of year. And we're going to hear them now with the music of John Rutter once again. This time his uh, setting of Tomorrow Shall Be My Dancing Day. This is the Stella Ensemble from Lumina Youth Choirs on Classical WSMR.
Costelli, one of the ensembles from Lumina Youth Choirs, conducted by Dia McReynolds in that performance of John Rutter's Tomorrow Shall Be My Dancing Day on Classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9 on this concert, Christmas with the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay. With me is the artistic director, Brett Carlin, and this sounds interesting. You, 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 you took requests from the audience? Yes, we did. <laughs> That's brave. <laughs> it is. So we happened to be joined and we're very fortunate to be joined by a dear friend of mine and an artistic collaborator of about five years now named Timothy Brumfield. Tim was cathedral organist at St. John the Divine Cathedral up in New York City for about 15 years. Then just a few years ago, he got sick of the cold and got sick of the public transit in New York and moved on down to Boca Raton, where I've known him and worked with him for about five years. We then brought him up here to Tampa Bay as a guest artist because he is a master organist and his specialty is improvisation. This is an individual who sits down and accompanies silent movies at the organ, mm. and it is never the same twice. And I'm always in awe at his ability to do this. So what we decided to do is at a point in the concert, I took requests for four Christmas carols. Then Tim, on a single white sheet of paper, wrote down only the titles of these carols and then weaved together a completely improvised organ fantasia. So the four carols that were requested at the concert were Joy to the World, There's a Song in the Air, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and Little Drummer Boy. So he's making it up as he goes on. Entirely. So what you will hear is generally you will be able to detect and hear the tunes throughout the texture. But you've got to imagine that this is an organ concerto or an organ fantasia that is quite sophisticated musically. But inside the organ concerto and inside this rather complex music, you're able to detect and hear the tunes in their original iteration.
How about that? That's organist Timothy Brumfield playing an improvisation on carols that were requested by the audience at the uh, concert Christmas with the Master Chorale, recorded at uh, First Presbyterian Church in St. Petersburg just uh, a short time ago. An improvisation, amazing, and maybe you heard a couple of extra carols there that weren't requested that uh, he threw in as well. Artistic director of the Master Chorale, Brett Carlin, is with me here in the studio on this special broadcast of this wonderful concert. Well, back to uh, singing now with the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay, this time performing uh, an Ave Maria. Uh, yes, the Annunciation to Mary from the mm-hmm. angel Gabriel, and her, her cousin, of course, Elizabeth, is involved in the Annunciation as well. So what makes this setting of Ave Maria unique is the energy of the piece, the mood of the piece. It opens with just a short two-measure piano introduction, and we're established in the key of F-sharp minor. And so you hear in the way that the singers deliver the text a little bit of breathiness actually in the tone. We're trying to channel and embrace this melancholy idea that the energy of the piece is not settled. It desires something. It wants something. It's maybe even mourning something. Then the piece transitions into this glorious A major section that is resolute, that is resolved, that is more confident. And then we find ourselves back in this F-sharp minor section as we kind of mourn what has been lost in the beginning of the piece. And finally, we resolve with a Picardy third in F-sharp major as the piece reaches a still, calm, and joyous point. So almost like a sunrise at the end where you're, you're left with hope. Exactly right. You described yeah. it more elegantly than I could have. But that's, that's it, though. That's, yeah. there's, there's finally an arrival point in the piece. This is Ave Maria, brand new work, and it's by Charlene Clashy on Classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9.
The Master Chorale of Tampa Bay with Teresa Ankaya at the piano, performing uh, The Rose by Ola Yelo, and before that, the world premiere of Ave Maria by Charlene Clossy, the winner of this year's Christmas Carol competition that is held annually from the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay. With me is the Artistic Director, Brett Carlin, and okay, so we have the, the Ave Maria and the Rose paired together, and they're, they're both about Mary. Precisely. So this set was designed to uh, discuss a little bit of the symbolism and comparison of how Mary is viewed or how Mary is talked about with the symbols that are flowers, essentially. So throughout this piece, you will have heard the singers talking about a lily with a smooth stalk that will never hurt your hand, or there being sweetness in an apple tree and profit in corn as a crop, essentially. But Nothing sets the world on fire like a rose, even though it has thorns. So you see almost a romantic comparison that has a religious overtone. The comparison of a pure white lily, the comparison of sweet apple, of profit in corn. And even though the rose has the potential to hurt you, it is more coveted. It is more desirable for us. It is more able to set the world on fire than these other simpler, purer flowers. You're listening to this concert from the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay on Classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9. Perhaps one of the most familiar and cherished carols is next, and it's arranged by one of your own singers. Absolutely. So O Holy Night is a, pr- is a piece that I always program on every single holiday concert that I do. There is something about it that connects immediately with the singers and energizes an audience. It's yep. a thrilling finale. It's a thrilling end or almost end to a program. So this performance of O Holy Night was particularly special for two reasons. As you mentioned, it's an arrangement that is by one of our own. Jason Burke is a staff member at the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay, singer in the choir, and the bass section leader. So we were able to feature his arranging skills as he created this arrangement for brass quintet, organ, choir, and tenor soloist. The tenor soloist is the second reason why this is such a special performance, which is that the tenor solo is performed by Bill, or William Renfro, Mm -hmm. who is a founding member of this 40-year-old organization. So it's an extraordinary arrangement and was a particularly exciting premiere for us. So here's Bill Renfro with uh, Jason Burke's uh, arrangements of Adolfo Dom's O Holy Night with the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay conducted by Brett Carlin.
Tenor Bill Renfro with the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay, Adolph Adams, O Holy Night, arranged by a member of the Master Chorale, Jason Burke. And you heard it here on this concert, Christmas with the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay on Classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9. Artistic Director Brett Carlin is with me in the studio, and we have one more work. And you know you can't do a concert, as you said, without O Holy Night. You really can't do a Christmas program without this one either. That's correct. So O Holy Night, we considered as our actual finale. That should feel like it was designed to be the end of the program. But we tacked on a coda. We tacked on essentially a recessional in this ceremony, in this ritual sort of concert experience, and it's Silent Night. And so what you'll hear is the choir singing the first two verses, and were you there live at the performance, you would have experienced a very special moment. As the choir begins to sing the first two verses, they put their choral binders down and perform this from memory as all of the lights in the church dim to complete darkness. And every single singer, both in the Master Choral of Tampa Bay, as well as in Lumina Youth Choir, surrounds the audience with candlelight in hand. Then, the very final verse, what is effectively our third verse of Silent Night, you'll hear the choir sing the tune on a unison ooh as Timothy Brumfield comes back to the organ console and improvises a harmonization of this familiar tune that is celebrating its 200th anniversary. Initially premiered with acoustic guitar in 1818, now in 2018 we celebrate 200 years of Silent Night.
Silent Night, the master chorale of Tampa Bay with the Lumina Youth Choirs and organist Timothy Brumfield, conducted by Brett Carlin, the artistic director of the master chorale of Tampa Bay. This concert, Christmas with the master chorale of Tampa Bay, kind of closes as it began when we heard that wonderful plain chant of Adeste Fideles leading into familiar carols. I'm Russell Gant. I hope you've enjoyed this very special concert, Christmas with the Master Chorale on Classical WSMR. Artistic Director Brett Carlin, thank you so much for spending time with us today and guiding us through this uh, incredible program that you put together. Thank you, Russell. I greatly appreciate being here, and I'm looking forward to more and more. Post-production was provided by Tyler Klein. This concert was recorded at First Presbyterian Church in St. Petersburg by John Steffen. I'm Russell Gant, your host and producer. Thank you for listening.